When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right. Let's go. Two games, two hard hats. Two hard hats, two wins, two work days. Hard hats, lunch pails, steel toe boots. Bobby Manning in the building right off the jump with us. What's going on? Yeah, what's up, Bobby? Great win. Great, great win. I thought the Celtics got challenged tonight, especially in that second half. They lose the rebounding battle. The Hawks shoot way more than they did. The three-pointers blew up and drove some Hawks. And the Celtics deep so firm. Dominated Young again, took him out of the game. Blocked 12 shots, one short of the franchise record, which I guess got set last year. I don't even remember that. And all those forced turnovers, they win that turnover battle and ride that to a win. Plays in the second half from Tatum. A great effort. I think this is a good experience. Series isn't going to look close. I think the Hawks are playing them a way that's really challenging them in some of their weak areas and forcing them to respond. They're doing a great job with it so far. It is interesting if you look at this game statistically. Outside of the offensive rebounding, which amounted in a few more second-chance points, but not nearly as many as you would think, this is statistically as lopsided a game as you could have. The Celtics dominated almost every single category. I mean, they shot 56% from the floor, 46% from three. As you mentioned, Bobby, it's the attempts. The Hawks are clearly trying something here by jacking a ton of threes. But, I mean, almost everything here. At At the end of the day, the rebounding battle ended up 54-48. The Celtics just got beat up on the glass. 28 assists for the Celtics, as you mentioned, 12 blocks. The turnovers were relatively low. They gave up a couple there late, but it was like at 11 with a couple minutes to go. Um, 80% free throws. The Hawks shot 50%. Uh, the points in the paint, 64 to 40. Celtics were getting whatever they wanted this game pretty easily, yet Atlanta was able to keep it close, which is, again, somewhat surprising um, given the statistical kind of ass-whooping that this was. Yeah, I mean, they're creating more possessions. I know Joe's going to talk about that in just a few minutes here. Whether it's the rebounding and those second effort shots, whether it's the amount of threes they're able to get up, they're keeping those marginal areas close. And like you said, they can't protect the rim. They can't shoot like the Celtics did. They don't have as much depth as Boston does. That that bench difference is becoming a huge factor right now. Uh, I thought Brogdon was great again tonight with White. Rob, ginormous impact off the bench. So... They're doing what they can, and you just see that the Celtics are too good, uh, too focused. I thought they responded every time the Hawks went on a little run there. I am intrigued by that DeJounte Murray run, though. What did he score? Eight straight points at one point, maybe 11? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I don't know how the Hawks maximize that because, you see, they have to throw a white, I mean, a young right back in there. He had that nice little eight-point run between the third and the fourth, but then they're going at him again on offense, and he's just kind of getting swallowed up in there. He does get to the free throw line, but overall, he's just ineffective in this series. He can't get any matchups. He can't create separation. That shot isn't there for him. It's almost like they can't play him. He's just just a known factor. It's a bad matchup for him because the Celtics have Big gods, Jimmy. Yeah, um, big gods. So you know what, it's though? hard for him to get the shot off, and he's obviously can get hunted and exposed on defense there. Uh, he hurts him in a lot of ways here. You're right. Uh, go ahead, Jimmy. <clears throat> no, I mean, everyone's going everyone's gonna to point at Trey first, but if you want to look at what really hurt the Hawks tonight, it's their lack of anything in, in the paint. No big man presence at all tonight. Capella, 4.7 rebounds. Collins, 5.6 rebounds. We already talked about it with the Celtics did whatever the hell they wanted to do on offense in the paint. I loved how the Celtics attacked tonight. Um, if you just took a look at the box score of just like shot attempts, you would think that the Celtics were the team uh, that the Hawks were, you know, 40 something threes and whatnot and all that stuff. But no, the Celtics, they scored from inside. Like John said, they did whatever they wanted. I thought they pretty much made Atlanta's bigs non-existent. So yeah, we can criticize Trey, but 
this is Trey's game. He's he's a volume shooter. He's gonna hit a lot of shots. He's gonna miss a lot of shots. And you know, the Hawks are gonna are gonna live and die by that. I love Murray on that team, Bobby. But like you said, you know, when he's hot, what do you do with Trey? Trey's not just gonna go away. You know, and neither of just... these guys can play off ball. No, you're right. I mean, uh, it, it hasn't worked out. I think the way that anyone thought it would uh, in terms of effectiveness, but. We knew, you know, we knew how good Murray was as a player, and you saw it tonight. I mean, he was just draining shots from three tonight. What did he end up with? Seven of thirteen from three. So I love um, Murray. I do too. I mean, he's a complete player for sure. Um, it's too bad he's, you know, on this Hawks team that's most likely it, not it going anywhere. It seemed weird when they but. signed him too, because we were like, that they could be interesting. But you're right; it's a weird mismatch. It's like Trey Young's just a just a piece that doesn't fit right now. Yeah. So. Um, you know, that's, that's the Hawks for you. I mean, that's the Hawks. They're, they're outmatched. Let's be honest. I mean, we, we all knew going in. I think most of us predicted a sweep, a couple people, a couple cowards predicted a gentleman sweep. So I don't <laughs> think anyone's surprised. Um, the Celtics are going back, are going to Atlanta up 2-0 in the series. And, yep. you know, at this point, it's just kind of – the Hawks just don't have the talent to keep up with. Bobby, before we keep I, I, beating on the Hawks, because nobody cares about the Hawks d- deep down because we right. the Hawks are going to be a footnote in what you're hoping is a, you know, long and glorious playoff There's run. There's a skid no mark gonna, on no the underpants gonna talk of about the it. So I don't want to spend too, too much time on what's wrong with Atlanta. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going right with Boston. Uh, but I want your observational thing. You saw Jalen leave the game looking at the hay, he took himself out, it looked like. I don't know if you had a good vantage point there. And it looked like he was clutching a lot. Just I saw that. Constantly he, going he, back to it all game long. He 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 went to it, and then he went to the bench, but nothing from there. No one looked at then it. He just he, sat, then he just sat yeah, there, nothing yeah. after that. So I think he might have just whacked it or he, something. He He's might have just needed, some, needed a, a breather. Who knows? But, yeah. yeah. Physical game. How many He's guys fine. got slammed in there uh, around fine. the rim? and. They let these guys play. I love that play where Rob and Al obliterated John Collins' shot inside. and Horford You saw that block coming way. a mile away. Like, Collins is up faking, and they're both sitting there like, oh, oh. You know, like, there was <laughs> the no return, way that one was getting off. The return at double big. And interestingly enough, you saw a three-guard lineup in the fourth quarter, which I love. Mm-hmm. Way two to maximize things, those guys' uh, minutes together. And two, White and Smart end up closing. But. Yeah, two things turned the game. One, they actually went double big early. Um, and, 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 uh, with, with Robin now, but another was, as you mentioned, the bench there, Celtics came out sleepwalking early, just kind of lost walking around on defense. Didn't really seem to kind of whatever. Uh, and the bench really pulled them together with that Brogdon, uh, uh, Rob unit. Isn't it amazing? I bet you, I, I can't, you know, I bet you we could find a show two years ago when they played Atlanta and we were talking about Rob Williams and what he could become. And the question was whether he could become Clint Capella. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. seriously, you know, when, right before when Capella signed that big deal and he was really effective, you know, statistically that year before, you know, numbers looked a lot better. And it was like, can Rob, can Rob have like a Capella like career? You watched Rob in the first half tonight. He was the best player on the floor, not as impactful at all in the second. But again, they kind of go away from him. Like the things that they do in the first half that are successful, they do tend to go away from sometimes. They were throwing it to him and he was just reaching up with those big Brogdon especially. And just lobbing it up to him, and he would just go up with his stick'em fingers, catch it, bring it in tight, score, or find somebody on a pass. He almost had a beautiful assist to Brogdon, too, that he snuck, snuck in. Um, uh, he was doing a lot when they were getting the ball in his hands. He was so freaking active. But uh, he changed we'll, we'll the tone talk- of the game there in the, in the second quarter. Yeah, and we'll talk or a lot late, about- late in the first quarter, rather. We'll talk a lot about how the Celtics are switching and taking the Hawks out of their game, but the Hawks are trying to do the same thing defensively. And you, you hear Capella at practice the other day talk about how he's getting spaced out and struggling to stay on the floor. You hear uh, Young and Bogdanovich or whoever it is, or you see them rather, in transition getting beat up on on those cross matches. And they did a great job setting Rob up in those. When he can get ahead of the defense and find a mismatch, all they got to do is throw it to him. And he's going to finish. And I, I, I think he hit two or three of those today. I think there was another one where he just missed it, get ta- getting tossed and pass up the floor. And the game really blew open when Tatum started doing that too before halftime. I mean, the Hawks almost just quit transition defense over that big stretch going into the half. Uh, and Celtics ended up going by up by 14, which they pretty much held for the rest of the game at that point, more or less. Uh, so those cross matches, we knew they were going to be a big deal. 
Rob creating those steals against smaller guys. It looks like he's getting better at that, or at least he's getting more opportunities to do it, as you said, John. Yeah. That's a real key because they can do that against a lot of other teams down the line. Yeah. Joe Sway, what's 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 the rumpus? I'll head to uh gonna go ahead to see Joe, by the way. Okay, say hi to Joe. Tell him you love him. All Tell right. him we love him. <laughs> That might be a good night to do that tonight because uh, he was he was dialed in. He was focused. He was getting into Yeah, it's because Shaughnessy got him all salty prior to the yeah, show. Right? He, was, he was not expecting that. That's actually a great point. <laughs> Shaughnessy, he was just Shaughnessy like, came? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he, he was. Joe got, Joe got Shaughnessy. I, I have it. I'll play it for That's you. That's when you know you've yeah. made it. That's when you know you've made it. I told I go up to Shaughnessy. I go, man, so you're just going to – you're throwing the heater right, right out the first inning, huh? He just started laughing. Yeah, yeah I mean – that's what he does. He's going to ask those kind of right. questions. Right, Shaughnessy's not a starting pitcher anymore. He just comes in. He comes out of the oh, bullpen, yeah. and he's he just, just comes throwing. The bullpen, just... He's just throwing one hundred and four. <laughs> just throwing yes. for one just straight, Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. And especially when, when that was the only part of game one you can really dissect and, and, and criticize, right? I mean, he picked the one part, and as soon as he got uh, the microphone in his hand, I was like, oh, I know he's going to. Yeah, because I'm not sure. It. All right, just yeah. for fun, has nothing to do with tonight, but we're talking about it, so it's fun. Let's but this, it. oh, it's just the table. Huh? This was prior to the game. Joe got a little feisty because, again, if you're going to nitpick something about the Celtics, what was it uh, in, after game one? Blowing that lead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you saw them kind of, you know, whittle one away. Again, I never was – I didn't get those vibes. You know, they, they answered each time. You know, teams make runs. A, a lead going from 20 to 9 or 20 to 8, that stuff happens, you know. Um, I felt like they had them at arm's length most of the game. But, I mean, they went from 32 to 12. That was a fairly significant blown lead and yeah. led Atlanta into a game they had no business being part of. Sure. So Dan Shaughnessy, who we all love and is a friend of CLNS Media, and Jimmy and I know him well from our uh, you know NBC days with him kind of roaming the floor and coming in and being Dan, you know, <laughs> saunters into the pregame and, and asks Joe this question. Let's play it right here. I mean, know what you know now, you, would you have opened it up a little more at the start of the second half? given how it went for the third quarter. I mean, the guys you stayed with kind of didn't, didn't respond as well in the third quarter. I thought we responded pretty well. I mean. Well, the lead kinda... went from 32 to 12. Yes. Was it supposed to go to 52? Yeah. So no, do, I, uh, no I, yeah. I just, you know, they, <laughs> they lost. What's, what is your expectation in that? It was 22 at the end of the half, so. Um, and then it got to 12, yeah, with uh, 304 to go. But, I mean, the expectation wasn't for it to get to 52. It was just to try to play the right way all the time. Um, and I thought our guys would do that. I thought, like, you know, there's there's momentum in the game, right? And so I thought we had momentum for the entire second half. And Atlanta's a really good team, and they're talented, and they put a lot of pressure on your defense. And so I was expecting them to make a run. Um, some of that run was, um, you know, self-inflicted because of our turnovers and some of that. But also, uh, we got some good looks, and we didn't make them. You get the gist of it. Got yeah. a little feisty and then just kind of answered the question. Yeah. But, you know, um, that's how it started. It started a little <laughs> bit feisty. But they didn't really, you know, they they, they they did the same thing they do all the time. They slowed it down a little bit in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. Difference, though, they just made all their shots. If the shots weren't falling with the, with the, with the regularity they were – yeah, they could have. Atlanta could have snuck in, but they just they they made they just made too many shots. Plus, you had the calming presence of Derek White all yeah. game long. Yeah. Literally, like we talked about it last game. White put, noise. <laughs> I love that. Make the t-shirts. I like that. It's white, just white noise. noise. Put that on a t-shirt. That's phenomenal, actually. <laughs> it's just but white noise. White and, hey. Brogdon, white and Brogdon, regardless what their stat lines say, and White had another terrific statistical game again, um, they just always play the right way and they settle the game down. So, like, when things start to feel loose and goofy, it's actually pretty calming having those guys out there, right? You know? Uh, and, and that's what White did. Every time they were, like, getting away from it, White would be like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me do something or attack the teeth of the defense or make the right read and we'll get a bucket and everything will settle down. He like did it a million times. That's the stuff you expect out of your superstar, you know, not, not right. just, not your, I mean, the guy we, we all agree is the third best player on the team this year, but he's the guy who's like, give me the ball and let me get, get us back to where we need to be. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is, John. And, you know, I, it's like I was telling Bobby at the end of the season that one of the one of the ways I like to describe him, especially when you're going up against a, a, a team that's only got their focus on Tatum and Brown. Right. Is he's slippery. He'll cut through the lanes. He'll make three point shots. He'll make you pay. You give him just enough space and the Hawks give him a gang of space on so many possessions. And it's funny because the, the more he heat up, it was like, OK, 
Now you guys have to go slow him down. But here comes Brogdon or here comes Marcus, right? He got Marcus involved as well. Marcus knocks down a three-point shot when these guys really needed it. You know, he did it a couple of times. So I just feel like when it comes to Derek White, he's just going to take advantage of what the defense is giving him. But he does it in a way that it's it's unpredictable, right? Whether it's attacking, whether it's finding other guys, knocking down three-point shots, it's always aggressive. And then on defense, wait, he finished with three blocks in this one. The, 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 the kind of the, the kind of uh, energy on the defensive end of the floor that just completely rattles guys like Trey Young, even Murray to a certain extent during stints when they really needed those guys to, to, to pick things up. And Trey picked his spots. I mean, Trey scored. You know, he had his he had his, his his moments, right? But he never found that consistency, and that was that was key in this one. And even in the first half, when Murray it took him a while to really get his offense going. You know, the, the, the Celtics just made them pay with so many different weapons that the, that the Hawks just couldn't couldn't respond to. You know, they just don't have those guys. They don't have those those, those other pieces that are going to produce offensively for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, they don't. They don't have them. Uh, you know, I, I'm done talking about the Hawks. I really I mean, where, where's the – I am too. I, I, I still think – For these guys, you know, like guys like that. <laughs> Hunter had a pretty good game today, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, they're I'm just – they're just missing the Hawks. Yeah. They're just missing those other guys, man. I still think the Hawks could could pull one off in Atlanta, just like I don't know, catch the Celtics, just not, you know, maybe catch them sleeping for an you extra quarter. That, Jimmy. I mean, I don't know. I, they have the they have the fire, they have the offense to do it. I just think the Celtics, you know, obviously we see tonight, like when when they're on defensively, man, there were some possessions tonight where it, whether it was Rob, whether it was Horford, whether it was White, and they were just suffocating those guys out there. And it's I imagine it's extremely frustrating if you're a guy like Trey Young. Uh, like you said, Josue, he couldn't get comfortable. He couldn't get into any sort of rhythm. I think there was one little stretch he had, but he doesn't seem to be as aggressive as I've, as I've watched him in, in past seasons. I don't know what it is if he's just relying too much on the shot, but Who? he to create. You know what it Trae is? Young. Trae, yeah. because, because that's not what the Hawks need. You know, like he could be, if he tries to take matters into his own hands, it's just a recipe for disaster because the Southern's just going to, going to make him shoot. He, he doesn't feel comfortable getting into the paint. And that's when he's in I mean, the paint, yeah. they, they swarm yeah. him. I mean, Al Horford swiped the ball away from his hands like it was easy. You know what I mean? He's showing the ball in front of people. Like it, it, when he when when Trey's rattled, it's like he's better off. He looks like he's been other, other ways to get other yeah. people. That's know? a hair issue. Oh, that's just always. That's just a hair issue. Derek yeah. White and Trey Young have a great bad hair off though, it's, right? It's For the best. Guards. It's, it's the best battle of bad hair in the NBA. <laughs> it's the best yeah. battle of bad sure. hair. I don't know, man. I think Trey's got him beat by my. Trey, Trey does have him beat before. since since Derek White got the haircut. He's definitely got <laughs> him beat. They're both they're both pretty bad. Um, like wow. White's got the Bride of Frankenstein thing, you know. How about the uh, fans? Jane the and, overrated chants. Huh? The overrated chants are pretty loud. Uh, on the TV, I imagine they're pretty loud in the TD Garden, Joseph. Yeah, for Trey Young. Yeah. yeah, well, he uh he missed the uh the what was it? No, he he split the two free throws before that, so it was like the crowd was like, okay, next time he gets there, we got something for him. And yeah, it was a loud chant. It was a lot. I didn't see that one coming, but that's just what this crowd's been like. Even well, obviously Saturday was a different level, but you saw you still felt that uh, in a big way. In this and, game too. You know that Atlanta crowd is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they even know when when the game is? Right. We're, yeah. Boston, Boston, sending more media than the Hawks will have fans at the game. One thing, one thing uh, I forget what magazine or, or outlet. I thought they were voted like the worst fans too. Right? It might be on something. Charlotte was. Athletic just did a poll. Charlotte. It was Charlotte. Oh, okay, but I want to say Atlanta was probably top five. But either oh, way, we, we, we knew again, that. I don't even think Atlanta qualified because they don't actually have fans. Um, oh wow! Damn, yes, shots damn. fired. Take it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't hasn't be Charlotte taken like enough? That, hasn't, hasn't, hasn't Charlotte taken, or excuse me, Atlanta taken enough ass whippings for the night? You guys are taking shots at him too. Damn, kicking him. They can't, down. just can't catch a break. Sherrod, I'd love to see the top of your head too. There, there it go, is. <laughs> it's <laughs> there. <laughs> Sherrod came in like. I don't even know if that's necessary. Like, is that John? Right, is that like, John? I, I missed you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Wow. Um, Sherrod, you get uh, you get a crack. I'm looking at it. like Sherrod right now. Check me out. No, you're not, Jimmy. Yeah, trust me. You got to wait. Real quick, before before Sherrod's got the shiny dome. <laughs> so let's get into um, let's get into Sherrod and uh, and what you thought about tonight. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, the, 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 I'm as every minute passes by, I feel so much more confident about calling a sweep. Feel so much better about calling that. High five. Uh, Atlanta, I thought, again, the, the, the way they started this game, even though they were up double digits in the first quarter, it was just, it didn't feel like a team that was up by double digits. It felt like that the Celtics like, okay, 
<sighs> y'all ready to play? All right, let's go. And then they just literally just like that took control of the game and never really were threatened. I mean, Atlanta got it to within like eight, nine points a couple times, you know, in the second half. But there was never any point where the Celtics seemed as though they were the least bit threatened. And I don't know if you guys have talked about Derek White yet. A lot. Oh, we've mentioned him. Yeah. He 20 minutes in, man. Listen, uh, <laughs> Derek was kind of a late bloomer as a player in college. He was a late bloomer as a late first round pick. He may be a late bloomer as a star. Right. That, he's that late third, blooming he's into big, our hearts right now, right? He, yeah, sure, he's becoming yeah. he's becoming he he now he now realizes that he belongs in this league. That's true. Well, not only it, it's not, but I like where you're going, Sherrod, because we did allude to this earlier. As a star, he's a star. I because right, Jimmy. What you you said he was a star. What was no, that? I'll, after, let like, the 20... I'll let you finish. I'll let you okay. finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, man. These all these late these late dy bandwagoners. Anyway, that's another story. Another day. Bottom I, line is this: I, day one. Yeah, you, <laughs> yo, get the, get the apology cam, man. Yeah, one more series, John. I swear. We're still we <laughs> were right. <laughs> we were right. Every game he He's plays better, the, the more he, right we get. He molded into a completely different player in, in, over the over the offseason. He's he's been the most consistent player on this team from top to bottom. Um, because it, frankly, he's one guy that can absolutely own his matchup, and it seems that no matter who he's matched up with, he's he's outplaying him. I mean, there's a reason why Trey Young was minus 18 when he was on the floor tonight. And, yes, a lot of different guys were on him, but Derek White gave him problems. And Derek White is giving him problems at the other end of the floor. They don't have a, they don't have anyone that can guard him. No one. I mean, they put someone who's big on him. He's just going to go back right past him. He's got a nice little mid-post-up mid game. Uh, his defense is solid. His help defense is good. I mean, he, he is becoming a star before our very eyes. Uh, and we're not talking about, like, you know, first team all NBA, but we're talking like the number three guy in your big three who can get you basically 17, 18 points a night without a single play being called for him. It wasn't that long ago where we said, oh, if you can get like 12, 13 points from Derek White, like that's a good, like that's a good sign for your team. Like that's a good sign for the Celtics. He's got a much bigger role now. What I, had, what I had said, Sherrod, was I think Derek White has the ability to become more of a household name amongst mm-hmm. NBA fans because I think a lot of casuals probably don't don't really they don't follow him the same way obviously Celtics fans do or, or Spurs fans did right he's not that he's never been that type of player I no. think it was that that was why me and John used to get uh criticized because we don't get basketball because <laughs> all the basketball heads would say oh he does this he does that you know all this stuff turns out he does do a lot of that stuff. He just wasn't doing it last year. He just year. didn't do any of it last year. When we said he wasn't doing any of it last year. He so played, he played smart. He played there. heady. He moved the basketball. Yeah. Uh, he played re- pretty good defense. He just didn't make shots and didn't make plays. Not nearly as many as he's making now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but that's what he's we talked about. He's got the swagger. About. He's got the confidence so, in him. Like he wants the ball, like we said earlier. That's what we talked about, Sherrod, earlier when we were talking about White. We said it's amazing because, like, at times when things are getting rough or rocky, um, White settles them down. Yeah. And that's the stuff you expect your star player. Like, up, like that's the Jimmy Butler stuff. Yeah. Give me the ball. Yeah. Uh, let, let me figure it out. Let's run. Let's run it. And he, and he does that in, like, a really calming way, which is interesting because it's a counterbalance to Brown and Tatum are always going to be the stars, but – We've seen at times when they try really hard to press the issue at times when things are going bad or the Celtics need buckets or they try to put it all on themselves. There's varying degrees of success there. White seems to never make a bad – I mean very rarely make a bad play. He's always making the right read. Uh, and he was the guy who kind of felt like the stopper and a lot of times you know, when things – weren't going to go off the rails, but just just the guy to just just give me the ball. Let me go get a bucket here. Let me get into the lane. Let's 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 do this thing. He did it all game long. I mean, it's like he never does anything wrong. And then we said that and he had like back to back turnovers. But other than that, he almost played a perfect game. Well, and the other thing, too, that I, I, I really appreciate watching him play more and more is that he doesn't get flustered. And even when Atlanta, I thought, really tried to kind of get into him a little bit, where you, you saw, like, DeJounte yeah. Murray, like, front of pressing full court. He's just banging with him, bang with him. And then when he gets to that top of the free throw line, if you haven't got a body clearly in front of him, he's going to blow right past you. Uh, and, and, I, and, again, he did that multiple times in this game, made multiple hustle plays. Uh, and his defense has been just incredibly just beyond solid. Uh, he's – listen – 
we talked about Rob being kind of the wild card. This team is going to win a championship. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. But Derek White has evolved into a legitimate number three in a big three format. And you start looking around the NBA landscape at the top tier teams. You put him, Jalen Brown and Tatum uh, up against just about any top three. You, I think more likely than not, you're going to take the Celtics victory. But Marcus gets the photo shoot. Oh. Of course. Yeah. He's, that's, that's my guy. You know, rough I'm not going to happen before the season, John. You know that. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I can't, you know, I can't we'll see who gets the photo shoot Marcus. next year. We'll see who's I in love next Marcus. year. And, and speaking of Marcus, he had a pretty damn good game too. You know the thing he did, you know what I, I liked about Marcus? And then we're going to get off of him, I promise. I Marcus promise. Minute. He was good, man. He did, he, he did good taking it to the basket and finishing. I, I thought he was his, the best stuff that he did was the stuff he didn't do. Like there were a couple of times where he looked like he was just ready to jack up a shot and he just pull it out, run the offense and just get it to a guy who had a better shot or a guy who's a better shooter. Love the little things that he did in this game. And when he had opportunities to make plays, he did that. So yeah. this was a, this was, this, this was a good Marcus, good Marcus game. Yeah. And I'm done. Uh, That's all I got. There's enough praise to go around on a game like tonight, Sharon. I just want to mention real quick about Derek. One last thing. Uh, it's the high basketball IQ. I mean, I think that's something that we, we're, we're seeing now after a full season with the Celtics. And, yeah, you know, being in the in that position where teams are going to just go right towards uh, Jalen and, and, and Tatum, that, that's a benefit. But, yeah, I think, Sherrod, you, you, you're spot on there on the fact that none of these guys can stay with him. And what he's giving you on the defensive end of the floor is just he's causing fits for the, for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, it seems like he knows Trey's tendencies. He's always knows where to be, whether it's on the offensive end or the defensive end, but especially – on the defensive end of the floor, uh, just knowing where to be. And again, just, just thinking two steps ahead. I think that's a part of his game that, that we didn't see much last year as he was yeah. still trying to adjust to the new team, new system and all that. But man, what a, what a finished product we've seen after a full regular season and two days into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I will say this one thing and Jimmy, I'll, I'll let you go. I promise. All right, just real quick fans leave freaking Trey Young alone and let him just struggle on his own because the minute he started hearing those overrated, overrated chants, all of a sudden Trey Young gets a bucket. Trey Young gets a steal. Let him struggle in his own. Yeah, you know, tox, he thrives tox. off that. Yeah, he needs that. I mean, you know, find different kind of ways to get in, get in his ass. That the overrated chant that seemed to be the trigger that got him going a little bit there. Um, but again, this was this was a hell of a game. I mean, they they handled their business. They didn't, frankly. Uh, choke up like I thought they would, uh, which we've seen them do before against lesser opponents. So this was this was a quality win. Jimmy, you're about to jump in. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask a question, just and this is kind of just to go off on go on a little bit more about White, but I want to tie in Jalen Brown to this too, because as good as Derek White's playing, does he allow the Celtics to maybe not sit Jalen Brown for an entire game? But we saw Jalen Brown really favoring that finger a couple times tonight, took himself out of the game. Derek White's kind of allowing the possibility of them. All right, maybe maybe we don't put Jalen back in for a little bit. Maybe you know that what? finger is not where it needs to be. You know, is that you know you can go White Brogdon or or you know White Smart like they've been doing. You know, you have a number of different options with the way he's playing. I think Brown's figuring out how to still be effective even though he can't be himself. What right. it allows you to do is White kind of takes the Brown role yeah, yeah. of being a little bit more of a primary yeah. offensive weapon, yeah. attacking, attacking. Because Brown's clearly not comfortable enough to really break down defenders, dribble into traffic right now. He doesn't have a feel for it. So he's looking for different ways to score. Uh, times where he's got it a little bit, you know, away from people. He can just make one or two dribbles and go. And he tried to attack a couple times tonight. It wasn't terrible, but it's obviously an issue. I mean, that alley-oop he tried to catch, he went off the glass. He just didn't catch it. I don't know how many of the turnovers were hand-related either. They just looked like poor basketball decisions. I think Brown's thing is just it's in his head where he doesn't know how it feels, so he can't be as confident just going, you know, full-on JB. So, mm -hmm. But White can. So White's doing that in his place. So I just think almost like their roles switch a little bit, Jimmy, where like yep. – uh, Jalen becomes a little bit more secondary, even though he scored 29 in game one, he can become more of a secondary or, or third option on the team and white steps up and he's the other guy. And that's, that's kind of what happened tonight. And when you do that for Atlanta, it's like, Oh crap, what are we going to do now? 
Jalen might be overly aggressive Jalen, but Derek White might be the Jalen. It's like, it's it, like it, playing it, an injured receiver in football. Like, yeah. I still got to put a good corner on this guy. He's right. freaking Randy Moss. You know, like, <laughs> right. I, you know, like, what if he just freaking, like, just lights me up? Like, I still – so you put him out as a decoy almost, and he's not quite that. But you never know because at any point he could just Jalen Brown power up and just go. So you can't ignore him when he's out right. there. His his presence is useful even if he's not a, a thousand percent right. Jalen. It's not like he's getting treatment or anything on the sidelines. It's just it, it much just, just gotta like, feel better. Ow, like ow, like <laughs> yeah. that's it. Like yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, anyways, no, I I mean I I love what we're watching out here. I mean this is this is the Celtics being the best version of themselves. And I know it's, it, that's, that's, uh, you know, our, our good friend, Brad Stevens speak right there, yeah. but it's true. I mean, when you've got Derek White attacking the way he is and not settling for shots and getting other guys go and Tatum, I thought had, you know, I would say a great game, but I thought his court vision was as good as we've seen uh, that one pass where he throws it to Al Horford in the corner with one second on the shot clock after being double teamed. I mean, come on, that's, that's a play that Tatum would not have made last year. I'm convinced of that. Uh, and when your best player is start making plays for others that he normally doesn't make or that he hasn't shown the Maybe ability to make, he becomes there. an incredibly dangerous weapon out there. Because now if you're Atlanta, how do you play Tatum? I mean, you know he can yeah. score from well, You know he can score from all levels. And now he's finding guys open. How are you going to play him? And Atlanta, I give them credit. I mean, they came out the way you should come up after getting your ass whipped the way they did in game one. They came out aggressive. They came out attacking. They were doubling Tatum. They were doing a lot of good things earlier on. And then you you look up and it's like, okay, it's 22-11. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. And then, bam, Celtics hit a three. Yeah. Then another bucket. Then another bucket. And the next thing you know, they ended with a 17-3 run capped off by a three ball from – you know, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and the buzzer and all that great stuff that Atlanta did in the first quarter. They're down by three at yep. the end. Well, that's that's just deflating. And that was that was deflating, Rob. I was just gonna say that that was deflating, especially when you got Rob Williams three points in a row in the paint, just getting comfortable down low. I think that was they also- threw him the ball in the post. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he that's kicked it out. What with, like. that, that's I, best version of yourself. Yes. Get Rob yeah. the ball. Get Be, Rob the ball. Let me let me expand on uh, that cooking. as we talk about uh, you know uh, best version uh, of uh, of yourself. And again, this is something nice. here. we should tell you about. Uh, BetterHelp, one of our sponsors here. Uh, the Garden Report is brought to you by uh, BetterHelp. And again, what you know what it feels like to feel like your best self or the best version of yourself, and the type of things that get you there. When you're at your best, you do great things. Uh, when life gets you bogged down, you feel overwhelmed, things aren't going great uh, the way that you want to. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to being the best version of you because you'll feel empowered, prepared to take on everything life throws at you. If you've benefited from therapy, I know many of us have at one point or another, um, or, or whether you've been in it personally. Um, it is something that is definitely beneficial for a lot of people if you are trying to figure out how to feel like the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of giving it a try, better helps a great option, convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online, fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash garden. Once again, betterhelp.com slash garden today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash garden. Uh, and, you know, what else makes you feel good about yourself? Ice cream. Oh. Yeah. And T-shirts. T-shirts, too. Uh, I'll get you – I'll give you a T-shirt. Jimmy will buy you an ice cream. If you find Jimmy Toscano – Wearing this t shirt at any point in time, yeah, he has to buy you an ice cream. Those I need the, the t shirt in order to do that, though. Yes, those are the rules. No, you, you, if you walk by Jimmy Toscano wearing that t shirt, oh. Jimmy owes you an ice cream. Deal, that's a fact. I will yeah. do that. Deal. I bet you Jimmy is a uh, vanilla with sprinkles kind of guy. Uh, wow. uh, no, I don't even know what that means. I don't even want uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like, just like, what, is, what does that imply? What does that mean? Like, just yeah. plain, you know, nothing Why would to you. Do I come off as plain to you? No, I just be like, jump through this screen right now, you man. Feel like <laughs> People who just love the vanilla with sprinkles, I feel like they just they're just simple. You know, they love ice cream, but like that's just their go-to. The older I get, the the the, the more I I'm dial in, it back. I'm into mint chip right now, to be honest. I, I'm all about uh, the chunky monkey, man. Mint is for brushing teeth. Oh, yeah. Chunky monkey is good. Oof. Oof. I mean, if we're talking like Ben and Jerry's, I'm into the uh, fish food. 
fish food is legit. Oh, fish food is unbelievable. Chanchu monkey is probably Ben and Jerry's best flavor because it's unique. <laughs> that banana ice cream is pretty Fish rare. food is unique too. It's rock and roll, right. dude. No, dude. Yeah, rock There's chocolate Road, fish Rocky in Road's it, solid. man. <laughs> Rocky Road's a classic. Can't go no, aren't you Rocky a fish Road. fan? Isn't that your guys? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, look at him. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> might as well stamp fish on his forehead. <laughs> I hate Jimmy. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> he looks like a guy who's been to a dozen concerts. Maybe. He looks maybe like maybe. he just left a fish concert, dude. <laughs> oh God, I hate Jimmy. Because they anyway. don't go to just one or two. They go to a bunch. Those things. Yeah, those friggin' guys. Anyway, uh, we'll debate. We, we, it's, we're too far. We're too, like, right in the middle of the show to get into ice cream stuff. But we will talk about it later. We'll circle back to ice cream um, flavors later on in the show. Uh, rotations. Uh, again, Joe, really tight. Uh, eight yeah. men. I hit we my grant bet. I hit my grant bet two yeah. games in, guys. You nailed that one. I'll say. I didn't expect yeah, to call see DMP CDs like that. Yeah, but it's happening. Who's got uh, Who's got the press stuff behind them? Is that Sherrod? Yeah. Josue. I'm gonna yeah mute mute for a minute, Josue. Um, it's interesting, right? Not that I mean he kind of said it pre-game. I don't know if you were there, Sherrod, for it. And Joe kind of said, like, yeah, Grant, it's not – he kind of said it's not the series for Grant, um, you know, and that they're happy with the minutes that they're giving here. He's right. Uh, and he's right. And, and and you know, some of us thought that that was possible. Still were wondering if he would sneak in a minute or two. It is, again, really interesting. Zero is very little, you know. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. doesn't get, it doesn't get less I played than zero, zero. <laughs> you know. So, like, yeah. it still is, like, almost like – it's weird. You can't – there's not three, five, eight minutes out there for a guy who is a person who you might count on later he's on in the person. playoffs. He's a person. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, but – when, when you cut him, guy. does he not bleed? Right, but John – He's supposed you, to be getting $20 million next year. I know. Yeah, but when you're when you're blowing out the, the first yeah, opponent, why shake the boat, right? I mean, you're not going to see something like that until – they, he has to. He feels pressured to. I don't think he has to. It's more – it's not that you need Grant. It's that just can he occupy a minute or two without the wheels falling off? No, the man. He's got bigger things. So he got to the bigger things now, man. You got you to make sure Robert gets his 20 to 25 minutes. Brogdon's give him a little more rest. Minutes. Give him a little rest. Until, until again, until these guys prove otherwise that they, they, they need that kind of help, I think these eight guys got it down. There are, these are games where they're up 20 plus points. Oh, Cornette so. got a minute. <laughs> I would think like when they get some of Cornette was minus five in a minute. Yeah. Dude, I was I didn't have any money on this game. Where's I was Bobby? Watch, I was watching the Hawks. Yeah, where's like, that card? You snatched it from me last night. What were you watching, Jimmy? I was watching the Hawks creep closer to covering. I mean, it went from 20 to like 15 for no reason at all. Yeah. Um, just garbage points. but um, Bobby. Bobby, you, you, were your ears burning? They must have been. What's that? We just talked cornet. That's wild. We were talking rotations, and that once again, you know, uh, Grant didn't didn't see the floor, and then I just looked, and I didn't realize Luke had come in, and he played a minute and was minus five. Talk about it. <laughs> minus five. Your thoughts. Limit <laughs> fast. Your your thoughts. Luke yeah, Cornet. That's, your that's, when you, your that's when your you start writing. I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently. What happened in the locker room or the, yeah. or the press box? Not a ton of movement yet. Still waiting on a couple players over there. But uh, Joe talked. Uh, overall, happy with this one. Uh, I think they did a lot of good things. And in terms of things we talked about earlier, like, you know, managing – uh, the turnovers, uh, those little things, they're just so in tune to them. And I, I love the way he's kind of conveyed that throughout this year, how important it is to rebound, how important it is to control that turnover margin. Their turnovers have just plummeted this year. After that was one of their biggest problems last postseason. Um, and the, thro- you know, the white performance is just such a luxury. Uh, that was kind of a big conversation in, in, in Joe's presser. How he, how he just... Always makes the right play, as I said earlier, but also benefits from some of that pressure Tatum gets. You see again and again, I'm stunned the Hawks doubled Tatum on the perimeter as much as they did in the second half. I never think that's a good idea. I know Utah did it well earlier in the year, but you just see him take that little step back, fire to the weak side. Al's hitting a three. White's getting downhill for a second-level drive. 
they know how to handle those at this point. I never see the Celtics perplexed when double teams come Tatum's way, and I thought he was awesome passing the ball tonight. Facts, my yeah. dog. This, I mean, this, this is, this is what your best player is supposed to do. I mean, when you opportunities to strike and get yours, take them. When opportunities present themselves to get others involved, you take them. You, you do, you make the right basketball play. That's what Tatum's doing. I think a better job of in this series, just making the best, the right basketball play, uh, and it's working. I mean, it, it's not only helping the team be successful, but they're they're smashing people. Along the way, they look so they look a lot like that dominant team we saw at the start Thanks. of the season. Thanks, Andy. By the way, I caught uh, Dejounte Murray as well. Yeah, I agree, I agree there, but uh, Sherrod, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just want oh, good. Andy's been with us for a while. I just want to say thank you and and I. <laughs> so out, yeah, uh, but yeah, Sherrod, I, I I would agree there. So I, I caught Dejounte Murray, um, by the way, and. I thought he said something interesting. He didn't say a ton, you know, he's excited to go home, fresh start, all that. But I asked him what got them going in that third quarter when he really went on that run. Mm. Um, and he said, it's all about being aggressive, but not for yourself. Right. And I, I don't know Ooh. where that message is going. That's shit. So. Oh, I think you okay. do. Okay. Say, say it one more time. What did he say? He said, the key is being aggressive, but not for yourself. Ooh. Ooh. Let's hey, let's twist that and let's cause a little bit of infighting. Let's 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 say? let's make, let's yeah, let's let's cause trouble with Bobby. That. Tweet cause... that, tweet that out. I will <laughs> and then ask it. people your thoughts. Wait I'll a second, we've gotten say, some, we've gotten quotes wrong before. So <laughs> John's like time out, time out, twenty second time out. Where's my clipboard? The anatomy of <laughs> the anatomy of blowing up. Like true. Right here, we're seeing it happen. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. I mean, e- you know, e- even if, if those weren't his exact words, but that that sentiment, I, I think there, there's some truth to that. I mean, think about this. Trey Young led the NBA in total assists this year. Um, so it's clearly he's a guy that has shown the ability to get others involved. But oh shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> John, why'd you do that? Just I didn't do it. DC did it. I'm sure Blorp's gonna do something too. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. But uh no, they they, they I, I think there's Do I they like each a, other? Do they play well, off well off each other? I don't I don't I don't think it's a matter of liking. Can they complement each other? I think that's the bigger concern. Yeah, right. uh, I'm not sure they complement each other because they had they're talking about Trey and, and Murray, right? I thought talking you were about talking about Trey, me and Bob Trey and, and, and that entire team, really. Yeah. I think you need to think about it yeah. from that entire team. I'm not sure. sure. I think that's the bigger issue. Um and bigger question. There's gotta be something he can do. He's doing I mean, what he's supposed to do statistically as far as getting guys involved, but there's something missing. I think I think part of it is the fact that he has one Achilles heel, and that's defense. And I'm not sure he's he got bought time. four times tonight. I, there's yeah. something wrong when that happens. And, and he's getting exposed what did on the hear? other end too. The Celtics are getting the mismatch every time. Yeah. What What did we hear over and over again when they made that acquisition? As Jimmy said, uh-huh. coach coming in this year, new coach in Quinn Snyder. He's gonna play off ball. Yeah. Do you see any of that? No. But the, but you know, in his defense, who's the playmaker if he's playing off ball? And don't oh, say Dejounte. Don't say Dejounte. Don't say Dejounte because he's not. That's not who he is. Dejounte is a, is a guy that's had his best off the ball. Also, that's the problem. They don't have they. They could use, like for example, and and again, they could use a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. That's what they could use. They could use a, a guy that can play both on and off the ball, but at a high level. They don't have anyone like that. The guard difference in this series is staggering, and they have yeah. great guards. Yeah. You know, you thought they'd be able to go tit for tat a little bit between these backcourts, but the Celtics dominate them. I didn't think Smart was amazing tonight, but took it to the rim when he needed to. They ran some great plays getting him downhill. White slipping, slipping, slipping. How many times does this guy slip? It's great. That's how you beat switching because, like I said earlier, the Hawks are switching too. What's going on next to you, buddy? It's on. I know. Um, I hear it too. Oh, okay. Sorry. But, uh, but uh, yeah, guys, the Hawks don't do any of that stuff. It's 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 all stagnant. It's all one on one. You know, maybe they'll get a good kick out here and there to Bogdanovich, but overall, their centers are getting neutralized. Their guards are getting neutralized. The shooting isn't great. I don't know where they. I mean, I said this was five, John. I don't know how they win a game. They're gonna get swept. 
Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Bobby, because I was going to bring up Collins. I mean, this is just like the worst kind of matchup for him, I feel like, because he's just unable to 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 work in that transitional offense where the stuff is like the run. He's invisible. Atlanta's trying to keep I up with the stuff he offense, and he's just not, not that kind of score. Like he, he wants the half-court set. He wants to establish himself, and they're not able to get him going. And a lot of that has to do with the Celtics' defense as well. But, yeah, I mean – the Hawks just don't have enough weapons to counter the Celtics, you know, and you're, you're waiting to see which guys to come up big. You, you saw Bogdanovich, you know, give them a spark, but it wasn't enough. You know, they need other guys. You know, Sadiq Bay was non-existent today. You know, barely saw him out there. Was Hasn't been effective all series, or at least these first few games like he wasn't playing game. So they need those guys as well because it, it makes things easier. It makes life easier for Trey Young and, and, and Duante Murray. But without that help, it's just – it's going to be like this. They're going to be – fighting up that, that uphill battle in game three, I'm sure. Yeah. When your best players can't play, you're in huge trouble. Because the two things I think about, true, and I don't know how you execute them, are minimizing Young's role in all of this and minimizing Capella's role in all of this. But those are two of your best three players. I don't know how you sit those guys down. I thought they might sit down Young for the rest of the game after Murray got going there. and Just not feasible. The coach took over too late in the year. Uh, the roster's crunch at a We're bunch of different positions the they Hawks. clearly have work to do yeah i'm so I, the hawks are cooked they're done we're done we're done they're done yeah. we don't have to talk about the hawks like they're done who should we talk about then just good things we saw tonight things we need to work on like what yeah like give me your rob takes guys bobby i haven't heard from you here but joe sway bob amazing yeah Amazing. Uh, like I said earlier, they're finding him in transition, which I think is a great way to involve him. He's stealing smaller yeah, guys, which is what we asked for yeah. at the regular se- end of the regular season, getting him touches. It doesn't last, John. I think you mentioned that earlier. It does dwindle as the game yeah, goes why on. Is that? like it's That's what I wanted early. to get at. What happens? He looks like, he like, oh, my God. I'm sure it's emphasized yeah. coming into the game. Lost you one second, Bobby. Bobby's gone. Bobby is gone. You muted yourself by accident. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, As a it's emphasized takes off. I'm thinking it's emphasized in the meeting and the pregame, all these uh, different situations. And then they, they forget about it. Plans, and then they, they fall back yeah. into the old stuff. Yeah. It, it's just skip passes. It's offensive rebounding and wherever else he can get touches. You got to put the ball in his hands. But you know what else is, John? They slow down in the second half. I thought they did it again tonight. Pace wore down a little yep. bit as it went on. And, and, and you I'm telling you, if they didn't hit the shots, as uh, if they didn't hit shots at the percent that they did, that slowdown would have killed them. The, the only reason the Hawks didn't close it to a very dangerous level was because they were able to get that shot every time they make it, you have it go back from eight to 11, eight to 10, you know, up to 13, 14, and then back down. But they just hit a lot of shots, but they slowed down like crazy again. It was infuriating to watch. Um, I, I don't know why they do that. It's a strange thing. That's the only thing to nitpick is, you know, it didn't rear its head because they made shots, but they slowed down again. Yeah. And usually what you hear is we don't know why that happened. You hear human nature. You hear. Yeah. Don't. The don't do that. And you, you heard the exchange between Joe Mazzul and Dan pregame, John. Yeah, we played it. I don't know how to feel about it. And I've heard Joe say that a couple of times this year. Oh, what are we going to go up by 40? What are we going to go up by 50? The leads are going to diminish. And these are massive leads. What was the biggest one tonight? 24-ish? Yeah. You know, they didn't hit 30, but these are really hard leads to squander. You think a team that can string possessions together a little more efficiently and consistently and has more firepower and better benches can probably complete those comebacks. It's a really easy question to answer without getting defensive. Like, obviously, we don't want to be giving away leads like that, so we just have to maintain better focus there, uh, you know, and not go through little lapses. It's a 48-minute game. we got to make sure we play 48 minutes. Done. You move on. Next question. There's no reason to turn it into a thing. It happens. There's letdowns. But that's the only thing you can look at is changing style and approach and getting comfortable. The thing is that you're just not going to be able to get comfortable once you get out of this series because you're going to be playing better teams in closer games. So it's just not really going to be a luxury. So I just don't think it's really a thing. It's why I'm not like super concerned right now either. Like you go up 32 on a team and you're like, are these guys, what are we even playing this game for? You know, like, well, you think we this, just, 
do you guys think this series is going to come too easily for them? And then the opponents beyond no. this series. No, I, mean, what do you think, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to come too easy for them because you see what happens if they just kind of walk through this thing and be comatose. Your ass is down by 11 points in the first quarter to a team that you know you're significantly superior to. So once you get that wake-up call, which I think they got in game two tonight, you just make sure you don't allow that team to, to get comfortable against you. Um, oh, I just, he's behind Bobby. There you go. Um, you just got to find a way to just keep your foot on the gas and just put this team away in four games because this series should not go more than four games. Um, yeah. One guy we haven't mentioned yet, and uh, he actually – wait, who do you guys think leads the team in plus minus through two games? It's a I'm going to say it's Brogdon. It's this guy. Sennhauser. Oh, wow. Oh, it's Al? It's Al Horford. According to Twitter, so you know it's true. Yep. Good. Good research, Jimmy. YouTube <laughs> yeah. clips and Twitter. It might not be true, but if it is, <laughs> that's from me. Point being, um, Al <laughs> for, the purpose, for the purposes of my argument. Al Horford's having a very Al, Al Horford series. He's not. We haven't even mentioned him yet, but that's just peak Al Horford. He's doing all the little <laughs> things for them. Um, you know, we talked about Rob already, but the difference in the we, we're spending a lot of time talking about the guard play, but Tied we already mentioned him, Jimmy, plus 16. All right, we'll take it. Um, what they're doing to, to eliminate basically the Hawks' bigs is, is pretty impressive. Um, it and, really is. And Al Horford's obviously a huge part of that. I mean, he's he's not going to light up the box score points wise, but I mean, look at that plus 20. I mean, that just kind of tells you that when he's in the game, good things are happening, and so. He's, you know, we talk about facilitators. I mean, he's the guy doing it, you know, when you just, you don't even think about it. You know, he's just, we talked about Derek White kind of being the, the calming presence, John, and, you know, hashtag white noise and all that stuff. That's Al Horford for like the big men side of things, right? I mean, yep. he can just kind of go in there. You know, he's not going to make any, any major mistakes. White, Brogdon, Horford, these guys just Adults play smart in basketball. the room. Yes. Adults are in the room. Exactly. And, and, and Al's very strategic in when he's going to make his presence known. Like, think about it. the first couple of games. He's had moments where he's been able to kind of energize his teammates and the crowd. And he doesn't have a lot of moments like that, but they're extremely important because they usually come when the Celtics are either putting some distance between themselves and the opponent or they're coming at a point where they need some, some kind of wake-up call get your ass into the game, get your head into the game type of moment. And Al has been providing that. It's like he never left. I keep saying it. The defensive intensity and versatility. I do think they're playing him back a little bit more this year. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see him start switching in different matchups down the line if that proves necessary because I think he's capable of it. I wonder how much of that is them kind of maintaining him versus that being their best defense. But he does a great job with it. He can play all these different coverages and – when you talk about players getting respect and credit for this defense, and nobody got – that was the top of pregame. Nobody got a single defensive player of the year vote on this team. We'll see how the uh, all-defense voting stacks up. But this defense, it looks like 2022 again. They're flying the, around. They're blocking everybody. They're switching and taking guys out of games. It's, it's going to continue, I think, against some of these better teams because it's energy. I think it's connectedness. It's attention on the rebounding. It's the difference. It's the they difference. Follow these and guys if, up. If they it's just the do, if they do, yeah. just flip a switch and just run through these teams, then we just can't do a show for eighty-two games of the regular yeah. season anymore. Yeah, because what's the point? They'll just prove that none of it matters. I'm just gonna. What I'll do is next year I'll go eighty-two straight games, and I won't mention Jalen Brown a single freaking time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Deal. Okay. <laughs> if they, if they if they rip through these teams, because that'll be the only drama that will that that'll be worth uh, going there is whether or not we'll talk about them. Um, so yeah, it's right. it's and, gonna, and this uh, is a fair this is a fair point. And again, and this is it's sometimes as simple as this. It's Rob. You know, like we talk about like, you know. And Bobby, 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 you can excuse yourself. I know you got a boogie, but he's going to go back to the press conference. See you, Bob. See you, Bob. Um, bye, Bob. Um, bye, Bob. Bobbert. Hey, Bob. A lot of hey, people Bob. know his real name is Bobbert. Bobbert. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, that It's as simple as that sometimes, right? Like, it's like the equivalent of like, of saying it's a make-miss league, Jimmy, when it comes to the Celtics is like, it's Rob. It's a you know, Rob, Rob in or Rob out. League. It's a Rob, it's Rob, yeah, Rob in, Rob out night. Like when Rob is himself, 
everything changes. They're fine. I mean, he he looked like a superhero in the first half. He was freaking everywhere. And like Atlanta, the other teams get like anxious. They have to locate him at all times because he's swooping in, coming at angles on the boards, crashing, making moves. Like he's so like disruptive his presence he's just everywhere when he's that way and he moves so fast laterally gets up everywhere he goes he's such a friggin problem and on defense you're just always always worried about him no but it's amazing and then like you see him like kind of be less effective at times and you're like oh where's that other guy but when he's on it's a different ball game completely yeah i mean what makes rob so unique is that when you start looking at the things that he does and you start canvassing the entire NBA, you realize how much of a unicorn he is for the Celtics. You realize that when he's at his at the top of his game, there really aren't guys in his class that can do the things that he he's capable of doing. And, you know, the biggest issue he's always had is just health and consistency. Uh, but what you're starting to see, I think, in, in this game in particular, them actually look at him as, as a scoring option uh, and not just a guy that can just throw lobs to when the defense is, you know, allowing that to happen. I mean, the fact that they were actually looking to dribble drive and found Rob layups at the basket was great to see because we you never see that with any type of steady diet. Uh, and I'm hoping that as, as time moves on, we'll start seeing them look for Rob in that capacity more and more because I think he can be really impactful. Yep. Yeah, and even when, like, I, I just think his presence, it really makes players think twice. Like, that's part of the reason why Trey Young isn't, you know, slicing and dicing his way to the hoop. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of the reason why we've, we've already said that they've pretty much erased a couple of the big men on the Hawks. Capella was was nothing tonight, and Collins was nothing tonight. So even if he's not ripping down boards and you're not watching the numbers pile up, like, eight points, again, like, you want to see – you the, the way he started the first two games here – You'd like to see him finish with more points in that, and, and we are we don't really know why they go get away from it. But point being, even when he is out there not contributing in the box score, just his presence is just his ability to keep plays going. Um, you know, getting just alter shots, get in the way of guys, keep rebounds alive. Like that's what he's great at, right? So, um, and we're seeing it more now than we've seen it all season. So again, this is one of those things where. Were they just treating him with bubble wrap? Were, was he trying to get his condition up? I don't know. Maybe some of it, maybe a little bit of all of it. Maybe all of it is a little bit true. He literally did. He, play, he played their bigs off the floor. It was unbelievable uh, in this one. Uh, we'll do closing thoughts in just a second um, as these guys are in the locker room doing locker room things. Uh, we want to tell you again very quickly, one more sponsor here. Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report. And this episode of The Garden Report is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com garden and get on your way to being your best self. Everybody knows what their best self looks and feels like, but sometimes life happens and throws you off. Maybe you're overwhelmed or you're down, but talking with a licensed therapist can help get you back on track and thinking differently. It's not just during traumatic times either. Therapy can be a great resource to empower you and prepare you for what is to come your way. I know it does for me. Therapy has helped me greatly over the years. I went through a stretch where I just wasn't myself. I was really down and the people around me saw it. Once I was able to come to terms with it, I took action. BetterHelp.com makes it even easier to take action by setting you up with a therapist easily. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. No need for an in-person visit. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you're on your way. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com garden today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garden. Um, That's all it takes. Anyway. Uh, organs, of course, too. Oh, yeah. Got to stack it. Um, guys, <laughs> final thoughts here on this game. And again, you know, it's easy to just say it's over. But, um, you know, I just can't see a way. Um, things change. I will say one thing. Atlanta got something a little bit going when they went small. I mm-hmm. wonder if that's something that they try a little bit more here. Maybe uh, not going Capella and Collins there um, at the start. I wonder if that's something they might try. Um, I don't think they have a choice. Well, I mean, it clearly worked. You might you might talk about bringing Bogdanovich into the starting lineup here and seeing if they go small. That was definitely more Bogdan. effective. Bogdan. 
but I do wonder if they would um, if that would change the Celtics rotation a little bit. Wonder if maybe you end up seeing Grant in that situation too. Yeah. So I, I, I do wonder if I'd let. Here's the thing: you can't just roll it back out, right? Like. If you're the Celtics, you just get to be the Celtics in this in this scenario. The Hawks can't just be the Hawks and just hope that everything goes great for them. If you play it straight up, something weird is going. You're going to lose. You got to do something weird. So I do wonder if they if they get if they get creative here. I think they don't have a choice. I mean, if if they're seriously want to get back in the series, they have to make a radical decision, a radical lineup tweak. And Bogdanovich, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, good. He had he had a good game. I, thought, I love maybe. that guy. He could play on my team any he's day. Just, listen, he's a, he's just he's feisty. Uh, he's you, can, you can tell he, he's a guy that gets under your skin a little bit. But the problem that he's running into is that the guys that he's having to deal with are just better players, mm-hmm. and they're not allowing like the, the the tough feisty dynamics that he brings to the game become factors because they know I'm better than you. Jalen Brown's looking at him thinking I'm better than you. Tatum, I'm better than you. Malcolm Brogdon, yep, I'm better than you. Derek White, yep, I'm better than you. And so th- that's that's the issue that the Hawks have. I mean, you start looking at their roster and the players that they, they're going with, none of them are really better than the Celtics. So they can't win their individual matchups and they don't play well enough as a group. And if you've got those two things going against you, it's just a matter of when, not if you're going to – we're going to hit, hit the one, two, three Cancun chant because that's coming. It's coming. It's direct yeah. from Atlanta to Cancun. will be One, two, be three happening. Cancun. Yeah. Let's do it. It's coming. Yeah. 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 It's coming. coming. Final thoughts? Is it time to go? It's your final thought, Jimmy. Yeah, it's your time, Jimmy. Um, I guess I'll just circle back to to just the Derek White phenomenon that's happening before our eyes here. Just love what this guy's given them. I think he's like embodying what this team needs to play like on both ends of the court if they want to go where where we all think that they can go. And maybe last year he didn't feel like he had a, you know, we, we, we did pile on him a little bit last year, but he was a new guy, right? Um, maybe he feels like he has a little bit more say in things this year. Maybe he feels like he has a little bit more of a leadership role and it's just more comfortable for him, right? He doesn't have to think as much out there. He's just playing his game and he's comfortable with his role and with the guys on his team. And I'm not going to say they're falling in line behind him because I think we all know they, they do go as, you know, Tatum and Brown go, but if Brown's, not really 100% right now. White sliding into that role. Tatum, Sherrod, you mentioned it earlier. Tatum's doing everything right now with the passing and just the re, you know, just facilitating and being being the MVP esque type player that that you know we saw at the beginning of this year. These guys are on a roll. Honestly, the Hawks are nothing but roadkill at this point. You know, they're they're like you said earlier, John. They're just going to be a footnote on this uh, playoff run. And you know, we didn't even talk about it, John, but. You know, Giannis is is another. You know, the the Bucks are another. Yeah, team, so that's, team going through some stuff right now. This if the Celtics can just get, they what they got to do is stay healthy because everyone around them seems to be falling apart. Um, with Giannis in Milwaukee, you got Hero in Miami. Um, guys are guys are dropping right now. This is a game changer. It's funny too because you know you know you you're not in the Milwaukee bracket here. But, uh, right. you know, if they were without Giannis, that's who you would have wanted to play in round two if they make it that far out, rather than uh, uh, Philly for sure. But this is a this is a problem down 1-0 um, if he misses that second game. That's Jimmy Butler smells blood. Blood. If you take Giannis off, the, if Giannis doesn't play, the, the, the Heat, in my opinion, should be favored in that series. Yeah. Giannis is that whole team. I don't care. You can talk about their depth all you want. He's, he's everything they do. So I'm going with the Heat if Giannis, if Giannis is either A, not playing, or B, you know, 70% or whatever. Um, that's going to be an interesting series for sure. Middleton did nice. drop 33 last game for all the Middleton's done people out there. Um, yeah. But still, that's going to be a tough one. So uh, that's an interesting one to watch out for. Celtics uh, sh- series shifts to Atlanta for game three. We got the whole cast of characters going. Um, uh, Sherrod, nice. uh, Bobby, Jimmy, and Amit going down to Atlanta to make sure. Amit! That- I'm not going yeah. to Atlanta. Road trip! To make sure those guys behave. Um, so he's going to go down there as well. Um, so we've got full CLNS media coverage there. Um, it's going to Atlanta. ATL. Wow. Yep. He's going. He, to ATL. I want live. I want live. I want a video diary of, of this whole trip. All those no, guys are really bummed. No, you don't. They're make really the, bummed it wasn't Miami, but that's make fine. the money worth it. 
Yeah. So we're going to wrap it, but thank you guys for hanging out uh, with us. We're back on Friday night. Bruins, for those of you interested, there'll be Bruins oh, post-game yeah. shows over on our Bruins ringside channel. Any of you guys? Uh, I you went know, last night. Yep, I was there was, at the Garden, too. That was fun. Was electric. Any of you guys want to check out some Bruins coverage, hop over to our Bruins uh, YouTube channel, subscribe there. Uh, we'll have live post-game shows, much like we do here at the Garden Report over on that um, situation throughout the postseason as well. Uh, could have two very deep playoff runs, so wow. a lot of content. I might have a lot to uh, crash a Bruins post-game sometime. I'd like it. I might have Jump to Jump in. That. You, need, you need some new hardware, but yeah. <laughs> I almost bought a big hat yesterday. They're a hundred bucks, which kind of made Worth me not it. do it. Worth it. Did you see though? Have you seen these things? No. They're massive hats. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think I saw a kid it. wearing one. I, so if you actually go back to the Malcolm Brogdon hit the half court shot in the first quarter, I'm pretty sure he like kind of hugged a kid who was sitting courtside, and a kid had a massive Celtics hat on. And I was looking to get one of those yesterday for the Bruins game, but they're kind of hilarious and awesome. They're just big hats, yeah. and I mean comically large hats. Yeah, get one. All right, we're going to wrap it. Good night, guys. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. 